Hey there, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. Well, you've thought about doing your own podcast, let me tell you, it's not near as hard as it used to be. I launched a podcast back in 2008, and it was crazy difficult to get it listed everywhere where listeners were, which back then wasn't really that many places. But now, podcasts are everywhere, and with a platform like Buzzsprout, you can be all over the place with one click, plus a great-looking website, analytics, and more. That's why... We use Buzzsprout. So follow the link in the show notes, and that'll let Buzzsprout know that we sent you, and you'll get a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. Plus, it helps support our show as well. Again, down in the show notes with Buzzsprout. Let's go! All right, let's get this show on the road! Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go, woo! This is the Ike Wingate Show. Top of the morning, everyone. Join the show now. Text 870-505-1518. Here's your host, Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Good morning and welcome to Friday. Woo, we made it. Friday, January 19th, 2024. Celebrity birthdays coming up this day in history. Random facts. And did you know, did you know how many of Americans have a local Mexican restaurant near them? We'll tell you that percentage coming up. Plus, caught doing good. A lady crochets a hat for a baby on a plane. She literally crocheted it on a plane for this baby's first flight. And a dog jailbreak featured in Stranger Than Fiction. An upside-down skyscraper is being built. And some tips to sound smarter. And no more jokes on those highway signs. We'll get to all that more coming up today. Brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, Attorneys at Law. Online at OzarkJustice.com or call 479-253-1234. Good morning! And it is that time of morning for your... Celebrity birthdays. Here we are on Friday, January 19th, 2024. And Logan Lerman, who is Percy Jackson. He now plays Jonah Heidelbaum on the Amazon Nazi hunting series Hunters. He is 32 today. Olympic gold medalist and Dancing with the Stars champion Sean Johnson is 32. Pete Buttigieg. Biden's Secretary of Transportation is 42. Jody Sweeten, who is used to be Stephanie on Full House and Fuller House, is 42 today. Bitsy Tulick, who played Lois Lane on Superman and Lois, is 43. Frank Caliendo, comedian and impressionist, is 50. Dre DeMatteo is 52. She plays Maya on Amazon's Paradise City. Sean Wayans, scary movie, white chicks, little man, and several others is 53. John Wozniak, Marcy Playground singer, is 53. Martin Bashir, the journalist who exposed Michael Jackson in the 2003, v- 2003 TV documentary Living with Michael Jackson. I heard that he kind of, you know, he acted like he was going to be super friendly and then kind of did this sort of gotcha thing. I remember that interview. It was very revealing. Some say it was unfair. Anyway, Martin Bashir is 61 today. Paul McCrane, Paul McCrane, who played Dr. Romano on ER, is 63. Paul Rodriguez, comedian, 69 today. Katie Siegel, who is Luis on the Connors, is 70. Desi Arnaz Jr. appeared on TV Guide, the very first issue, as a baby in April of 1953. His mom is Lucille Ball. Anyway... 
He's 71 today. Paula Dean, 77. Dolly Parton is 78. On this day in history, Antarctica, Antarctica was discovered by Charles Wilkes in 1840. Presidential news conference filmed for the first time on TV with permission from Dwight D. Eisenhower on this date in 1955. Fleetwood Mac reunited for Bill Clinton's inauguration on this date in 1993. Oh, Bill, bringing everybody together, I tell you. Let's see, what else do we got? In 1998, rockabilly pioneer Carl Perkins died in Nashville. Wilson Pickett, a Mustang Sally fame, died of a heart attack at the age of 64 on this date in 2006. Charlie Daniels was inducted into the Grand Ole Opry on this date in 2008. And Toby Keith, Lee Greenwood, Three Doors Down, and the Piano Guys performed for Donald Trump's inaugural ball on this date in 2017. Those are your celebrity birthdays and this day in history. And it's the time of morning for your random facts. The Beatles used a high-pitched tone that only cats and dogs can hear at the end of their song, A Day in the Life. It was John Lennon's idea, okay? Big cat and dog audience, I guess. Jell-O created four flavors to use in salads in the 1960s. Celery, Italian salad, mixed vegetables, and seasoned tomato. But they all flopped and were discontinued. I can't imagine why. In the Canadian Football League's championship game, they give out an MVP award and a second award called the Most Valuable Canadian for the best player in the game who's actually from Canada. Interesting. The MVC and the MVP. Jimmy Hoffa's middle name was Riddle, or should I say his middle name is Riddle. We don't know. He was never found. He could be alive. Probably not. The police officer who was supposed to be protecting Abraham Lincoln the night of his assassination abandoned his post to go drink at a bar. He was charged with neglect of duty, but eventually the charges were dropped. Those are your random facts. Good morning. Well, did you know, did you know, according to research out there from the Pew Research Center, a whopping 99% of Americans have a local Mexican restaurant. Did you know that? Yeah, local meaning within the same county. Yeah, you don't have to go to, you know, south of the border to get your taco fix. Pretty interesting. I see people on the Carroll County, what is it, the What's Happening in Carroll County or whatever that is on Facebook. I'm tired of only Mexican restaurants here. Why don't we have any other options? Well, it's because people eat Mexican food because it's good. (laughs) 85% of U.S. counties have a Mexican restaurant, but the 15% that don't are so sparsely populated that together they only have 4 million people, which is about 1% of the population. So as of last year, there were more than 788,000 restaurants in America and more than 80,000 of them, over 10% of them, served Mexican food. Yeah, 11%. More than half of them are in California, Texas, Illinois, New York, and Florida, and Berryville, and Greek Springs and Green Forest. Uh, there are lots of benefits to Mexican food. It's quick. It's easy. It's affordable. It's delicious. Uh, as for price, only 251 Mexican restaurants nationwide are rated on Yelp with three or four dollar signs. That would be less than one percent of them. Sixty-one percent were listed with just one dollar sign, which means they're pretty inexpensive. 
Yeah. The pricey Mexican restaurants are typically in urban areas, expensive urban areas like L.A. County, Cook County, where Chicago's located, and uh, New York County. That's according to Pew Research. So now you know. And if you're wondering why there are so many Mexican restaurants, that's because this is America, my friends, and we love Mexican food, which sounds pretty good right now. I know it's early, but it's never too early for a cheese enchilada. Good morning. Ever caught someone doing a good job? Tell us about it. Well, with all the news about, you know, airplane doors flying off and things like that, flying can be especially nerve-wracking. And a family flying from Mexico to New Jersey was surprised by a kind, kind passenger recently on their flight. This lady crocheted their five-month-old daughter, Romy, a hat while on the plane. This is Romy's mom, Kelly Levine, and the woman who crocheted the hat, Megan Rubin, talking about the cute experience. It was Romy's first flight. Ended up taking a liking to this woman next to us. The woman was crocheting and Romy was just obsessed with it. I had the same color yarn as her little outfit and I was like, oh my God, this baby is getting something. I'm like, I did it, here, hat. Let's see if it fits baby. And it did and it was really sweet. It was just a nice moment. Yeah, wow, that is super cool. Apparently she was sitting there crocheting already and then while on the flight, knitted up a hat. Let me knit up a little hat for you here. I'm doing the movements on what I think that would look like. But uh, anyway, a cool story that uh, is uh, worth telling, is it not? It's called Caught Doing Good. We love catching people doing good. If you've got a story like that, let us tell it. Email it to show at ikewingate.com. It's time for Stranger Than Fiction. Well, this one was caught on camera. A dog at an Arizona kennel triggered police when he broke out of his cage and then inadvertently set off an alarm. Then he attempted to break his friends out of their cages, too. I mean, that's a nice dog. Is it not looking out for his fellow dog, dogdom? Uh, he even broke into the food. Smart dog. Maybe a little too smart. This is Jody Polanski from the Lost Our Home Pet Rescue talking about the big escape and who ended up doing the dog food cleanup. The alarm went off. It was like, you know, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning, and I immediately looked to see what was going on and couldn't find anything happening. And then I, I saw the mess here, and I'm like, oh, my God. The police actually came because he set the alarm off, and it kept going off over and over again. I was looking at the footage next morning, and I saw how clean it was, like at 2 in the morning. I'm like, how is that possible? I had no idea the officer was going to clean up until the next morning I saw it. And I just was like, wow, what an amazing little amazing man, you know, he did that. Wow, that lady talks fast. I'll tell you what, that is a cool story. The smart dog out there, I'm sure it'll be adopted soon, but beware, he may set off some alarms. But also the fact that the police cleaned up the dog food so the people at the rescue didn't have to the next morning. That is really a good story, but still, it's, you know, stranger than fiction, everybody. Good morning. Thanks for being here this morning. Today's show brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com or call them at 479-253-1234. Well, in Saudi Arabia, there's a lot of money there and they do some interesting things with their buildings and their architecture. Um, this one's like a Bond villain building his underground lair in a volcano or something. Uh, Saudi Arabia is planning to build an underground city and billing it as an upside-down skyscraper. They're calling it Aquellum. They plan to dig it into the side of a mountain, fill the hole with a massive network of homes, stores, luxury hotels, movie theaters, and everything else you'd need or want, except the ability to step outside. It's kind of interesting. You're reading about these 
These billionaires and others that are investing in underground things, what do they know? What do they know? Anyway, uh, the spot they picked out is right by the ocean. You enter by taking a boat through an underground tunnel. Wow, that's pretty cool. The only part you'll see from the outside is the roof, where they plan to have a lot of trees and space to walk around. There's also an open area in the middle to let in sunlight. It'll be 330 feet deep. Yeah, it's like a 25-story underground building. They're calling it a futuristic living space. They're hoping it'll be hot for tourists. Yeah, hot spot. Hot spot for tourists. Or is it about an underground shelter from fallout or something? Anyway, somehow it's uh, not even the most ambitious project that Saudi Arabia is, uh, is doing right now. They're already working on a huge 100-mile-long building called The Line that could... Uh, cost over $1 trillion. A 100-mile-long building. Interesting. Anyway, if you want to read it, that's in the Daily Mail. Good morning. Well, do you find yourself today waking up and thinking, I wish people would think I'm smarter than I am? Well, here's some tips for you. I got you covered. Got your back. Uncle Ike, I'm here for you. Two simple things that experts say will make you sound instantly smarter. Yeah. Number one is steer clear from big words. (laughs) Using large, complex words might make you feel smarter, but it's not how it comes across to other people. A study found that writers who used unnecessary big words were seen as less intelligent than ones who used simpler words. Ah, It kind of backfired there anyway, didn't it? In general, it's better to keep things simple and conversational unless you're in a place where formality matters, like a courtroom. I mean, I can, here's the thing. You can use fancy vocabulary all day long, but if people don't know what it means, what's the point? I think that's the point. It makes you sound smart, which in turn makes you look dumb. I don't know. I don't know if that's what's going on there. Vocabulary really comes in handy when you know words that can describe a complex situation in one word. I don't know many of those words. I've, I've got a smart friend who I'll explain something to. Uh, you know, a situation or whatever, describe something. He's like, oh, like a, whatchamadoumacallit something. And I'm like, I, I don't even know what that means. And he's like, yeah, that's when blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And he goes, oh yeah, that's that's what it means. I'm like, ah, how did you know that word? Too bad nobody else knows it. Anyway, the second tip, the first tip is steer clear from big words. And then number two is slow down your speech. Everyone has a natural speaking cadence, and it's hard to change, especially when you're passionate about a subject, yeah. But talking too quickly can make you come across as nervous or curt. At the same time, don't go overboard, since dialing your pace back too much can come off as patronizing. So you don't want to talk down to people. You don't want to mansplain to them. But apparently, if you're talking super fast, to me, I I mean, I guess I'm guilty of it. I talk fast here on the radio, but... The younger someone is, the faster they talk, it seems like. The older people get, the the more they slow down on the, on the speech, maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Like Just making that up out of thin air, I guess. Anyway, those are your two tips. Slow down, don't use big words, and you'll sound smart. Try it out. Let me know if it works. Good morning. Well, I don't know if this next story is because some people out there just don't know how to fu- have fun or if this is like a hazard or not. The federal government is now ordering states to stop putting funny messages on highway signs. You know those sort of amber-colored, orange-colored looking road signs as you're driving that, you know, the words change? Yeah. The light-up ones, 
They'll say things like buckle up or don't drink and drive. Studies have shown that messages that include humor or pop culture references can be good because you're more likely to remember them. Yeah, it makes sense. Some states even let you submit your own ideas. Yeah. You submit the ideas and you may end up on a traffic sign. But the Department of Transportation is putting the kibosh on that. They claim that those funny messages can be dangerous. Yeah, they might take longer to read and cause crashes because of distracted driving. They can also confuse people. Really? For example, officials in Ohio got calls a few years ago when they posted a message for Christmas that said, Life is fragile. Fra- fragile. <laughs> Golly. I guess I'm one of those stupid people that don't get the sign. Fragile. Drive safe. That's from uh, the movie A Christmas Story. Fragile. Life is fragile. Drive safe. People didn't get it. They called, What does that mean? Anyway, the feds recently updated their 1,100-page manual and said states have two years to comply with this new regulation and stop using funny messages or else. Here's the kind of messaging they're banning. Here's a couple examples. Tailgating is for football, not highways. That's funny. I'd remember that. And here's another one. What's worse than pineapple or pizza? I'm sorry. What's worse than pineapple on pizza? A car wreck. Here's another one. Visiting in-laws, slow down, get there late. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. A texting and driving one said, get your head out of your apps. Okay. Uh, There was a Christmas vacation one that read, Cousin Eddie says Twitter's full, put down the phone. Again, these are funny. You would remember these. Turn signal messaging, don't be a stinker, use your blinker. Does your blinker not work or what? And turn signals the original instant message. Another one at Christmas said, Santa sees you when you're speeding. Now, there's a bunch of them. Four eyes in Mississippi, two eyes on the road. Baby Yoda uses the force but still needs a car seat. A Fourth of July one said, don't drive star-spangled hammered. For St. Patrick's Day, luck of the Irish won't help you with a DWI. I mean, these are funny messages, are they not? Anyway, no more. (laughs) Here's one more. A Ghostbusters reference that said, Who are you going to call? Nobody. You're driving. What do you think? Do you think that's overboard? Should these messages be banned? Or are they effective in getting the message across instead of, Buckle up or else. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think it's kind of overboard myself. But what do you think? Send me a text. 870-505-1518. Good morning. Today's show brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com or call them at 479-253-1234. Well, here's an item for rich people. Louis Vuitton is now selling a sandwich bag. A sandwich bag. Now, when I first read this story, I thought it was like a Ziploc bag for one sandwich. But no, it's it's more like a lunch bag. Basically, it looks like a brown bag with some kind of fabric or material or something like that and it says Louis Vuitton on it guess what the price tag is $3,130 to take your sandwich somewhere Uh uh-huh it's made of cowhide leather and it has a blue fabric fastener which resembles how a lunch bag might be taped shut the bag was designed by Pharrell as the musician he's an expert I guess there's also a matching shopping bag which comes with handles. I bet that, that one probably costs 10 grand if this little lunch pail is 3100 plus. Anyway, 
another frivolous item out there in case you're interested. I mean, it's not even that cool, you know? I'm sure you could go somewhere and get a, what is it? A cowhide leather lunch bag for far less. Maybe I should start making those. Yeah, business idea. Anyway, there you go. That is what's happening on the frivolous scale today. Good morning. Hey, I want to tell you about another podcast I'm doing, one that is shining a light in the dark corners of our media, our government, and our culture. It's the Ike Wingate Show. You can find it at IkeWingate.com. Please subscribe to it, listen to it. It's a longer-form, unfiltered podcast that delves deep into the issues that are happening in our culture. So check it out, please. Hey, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. It's an honor to know you've been listening and hanging out with us. We know you got choices, and believe me, we appreciate that you made this choice. We'd love to spread the word. We need your help with that. Leave us a review. Rate us whatever you can, because that'll help spread the word on the show. You want to contact us? Hit us up. Show at IkeWingate.com. We're on Insta. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're everywhere. Just type in the Ike Wingate Show. Have a great day.